Yo, we here. What's up? This yeah. is episode three. Hey, <laughs> Kurt, what's up? What's good? Good, man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for the third, the third time. The third, the third time's a charm. Yeah. Three for Andre. three. Three for three. Yeah, we we three for three. Um, I think tonight's today. It's gonna be amazing. I feel it, and I'm ready to hop into the topic, which is. Slowing things down and the importance of taking time during dating slash relationships. Now, what when I read that, right? Um, mm. For me, I automatically think like, do we really know like what speed we need to be going, right? So that's the first thing that comes to my head. And what did what did you guys think when you like really sat with that and really tried to figure out like what you were going to say today. Like what was your, what was the first thing that came to your head, came, came to your mind? Hmm. Uh, well, I guess I'm, I'm, it was more of a question. Like, I guess at what point, I guess at, at what point are we, we really looking at, are we looking at the dating? Like, like, are we looking at like, like in a relationship or like pre-relationship like are we looking like you're saying to get you're starting to get to know someone do we slow down then or, or do you slow down while you're in a relationship i think i was thinking about maybe pre-relationship so just like the oh. dating space yeah gotcha but we can talk about how it may apply in a relationship space too. okay so why why would one need to slow down like why why not just do whatever why not just pull up from 40 why not just you know what i'm saying like come with that yeah why why not (laughs) i mean there i i think that there's no real like wrong way right like another person could like that speed the person that you're choosing to um court may like that speed but in my experiences in more cases than not in New York City, which is like a different, it's a different court. It's a different league. It's a different playing strategy. Um, it seems that, and then this detached society, like slowing down and really taking stock of what's really happening on their side. So you can analyze how to move forward and give the appropriate energy seems to be the most strategic not only just for a potential relationship, but just for your own well-being. But I guess is that antithetical to like the, because we live in a kind of a distraction, distraction era. There's a lot, there's apps, there's a lot of the social media, there's like, you know, so I guess just like, do you feel like if you slow things down too much, someone might lose interest? You might lose interest, you think? I don't think you could do, like, full half-court, like, Spurs offense, right? Like, I don't think it's a full half-court game. I think it's just about, like, you're not always full-court, you know, uh, fast breaks every single time, every every possession. I think you want to mix it up. 
and I think as far as pace goes, um, typically just like analyzing what's being given. So that could be like communication, right? Like maybe if there's a lot of breaks or like long periods of time between texting, like you might show up differently to the space. Um, just even considering like, yo, like I'm just an option. Like I'm not their full prospect just yet until like we reach there with time, like giving things time to fully bake. What are your thoughts? True, you've been quiet. <laughs> just sitting back and listening but uh i think um yeah I, not to not to regurgitate what you guys are saying but i think it really all depends on the experience the person has and i think for me uh my first relationship i, I probably took things pretty as slow as i possibly could in a sense of first kiss uh, first everything just because you know you're kind of in uncharted territory so you want to watch where you're stepping because you don't really know where you're stepping so I think you, you're kind of you're kind of reacting with with instinct and when you do that it's more so of a just caution right so just like with anything you know, I think I think uh, you exude more like more caution than you probably would have going into it had you had the experience. Now, for me, fast forward to uh, my my latter relationships, I still went like feel, still feel like I went in like my speed, but also felt like I was a little quicker than I was initially in like when I was younger. So. I think it really all just boils down to experience. And I think that sometimes you might see somebody, you might see one, one partner or one, you know, the other person in a relationship might be comfortable with a certain type of speed, whereas the other might be comfortable with, you know, holding hands on the first date or kissing on the first date or doing whatever on the second date. It doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that person, I don't know, is like faster than the other person. It's just, might just be the experience level. I feel like I only have questions today, y'all. I might just like ask <laughs> out questions. So, who, <laughs> who, uh, who sets the tempo? Like, um, I guess in like, in this case, guy girl relationships. Like, who sets the tempo? I, I I automatically assume most of the time that the wom- the woman would do it would set like whatever how she what she's comfortable with like the pace for me i personally would just kind of go along with you know how they're feeling and try to let my instincts guide me a bit but i feel like they set the tone just because you don't want to come off like as a like ungentleman like have you guys found that in your experiences uh for me yeah i think it's a it's the same i don't think i've ever i'm i'm i like to dribble for a while before i shoot like i just like <laughs> let the time run out on the clock and then i think usually and i guess it, it leads to another question but i'm gonna hold off on on the questions for a second but <laughs> Um, for me, I, I think I, I, just, I just, I like to take my time and I think, um, 
I think as long as there's no intense rush on the other side, I think, I think things are, I think things are okay. And I think, I think it's, uh, I think women notice when a man can exhibit a certain level of patience and with certain things, because I feel like the, the kind of the idea or the image is that like men kind of like to push it. Like how fast can we do this? How fast can we do that? How fast can we go? You know? So it's like, I think, um, I think it could be kind of, I don't want to speak for women, but I feel like for, uh, for me to kind of just be like, you know, there's no pressure. I'm always like, no pressure. There's no pressure to, to, you know, do 50, if you want to go 40, if you want to let the car roll a little bit, let's do that. Like, I'm okay with that. So I think I've always been, I've always been cool with taking my time. And I feel like that's, that's kind of been, that's kind of worked out for me. Yo, Dre. Let me get untangled for a quick second, right? Wow, he's like fully untangled. <laughs> oh, you know, we were in the bunkers earlier, but I had to get it, had to get it right for the pod. Um, I'm curious, Kurt, cause I know you said you're only here for the questions today, but look like you're going to be here for some answers. I got answers too. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> um, you, so in, in the dribble approach, right? Like taking your time, does that change when you're recording? Um, if someone is super attractive, like does attraction change, um, for you, like, if someone's like a quote unquote baddie, as they say in the city streets, um, does the level of how quick you dribble change? <laughs> okay. That's a great question. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think there's two things. I think one is like, I'm kind of a, I, all right. I won't go to, I won't go under the speed limit. I think under the speed limit is like, you're, you know, you're trying to like completely not assert yourself and not show yourself as like a viable, like, Hey, I'm interested kind of thing. And I think, um, and I think, you know, the pace that I go at is also based on the responses on, on the responses. So like, if, if like, you know, if I was in a situation where I wasn't getting, you know, the positive energy feedback that maybe I was looking for, I was like, all right, maybe this is a chance to like, for me to slow down. Cause there's been times where I've just been like, all right, maybe I'm interested, but I'm not really getting that same kind of energy back. So maybe, maybe like trying to, you know, put the foot on the gas is maybe not the move, but like, um, I think it depends on the responses and the energy that I get that I would, you know, we were speaking past tense, of course, but like, um, the energy I would have gotten, I think the, um, I think, I, yeah, I think it's just like, if I really feel like, you know, there's the potential level too. I think that's something I think about just like, do, could I really like see this going somewhere? And like, is it, am I not sure? Am I like certain, whatever it is? I think it's more so like, I think it's more of an energetic thing all around um than just like you know the level of attraction because for me it's like attraction yes works on a physical level but it's also energetic so it's just like if 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 the energy is there i feel like then yeah i'll i'll you know 
I'll push it up court a bit faster. But if not, um, you know, take my time. <laughs> I thought what was really uh, interesting of uh, Dondre's question is uh, specifically asking about baddies, right? So I think I, if if I could just chime in for a second, I, I think it. I, I think yo, it, let me. I'm just be completely honest with you. It does change things, and what I mean by that is. You you might you might travel with the ball, you know what I mean? Dealing with the baddie. And I think you have to keep your pivot, but it's hard because you know, you, you got all these, you know, thoughts racing through your head, especially yo, know, especially the first time you get a first the first baddie experience, right? Is the hardest. So you gotta you know, you thinking like, yo, I'm a score, but you just you know what I mean? The first instinct, you just lose it. So that's oh when you have to keep your pace. The you got to keep aid. your pace. <laughs> All right. So, but the science I've also heard is that the more attractive the person is, like if it is a baddie, that you would give less attention. You'd be a little bit more strategic to not be like everyone else. And I guess that's another question I just have for both of y'all, right? Like, it's like when courting, you know, by default, like you're not the only one being considered. So the level of intensity, if you really want the potential of someone, you do have to think about that. Like, if I'm not getting a lot of play time, well, like, am I just like, not good enough should i go back to the league develop myself back for this person um so yeah my, my question really is with the first one how do y'all go about it with if the person's bad do you give them less attention strategically true <laughs> Christian uh, waiting to play that card for man. a minute. <laughs> Had it in the talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse. I I listen, I don't I don't I don't condone any discriminatory actions. That's a disclaimer, first and foremost. But what I've noticed is that you know, to to Dondre's point is that there's a lot you're not the only person on the court, right? you're playing you're playing the all-star game but you might not you might not necessarily be a starter you still an all-star you coming off the bench but with that being said it's like you might have the tendency to just as soon as you get in the game pull up pull up pull up but you got to get the feel of it first and i think especially with dealing with someone that you consider to be highly attractive you have to really calculate your moves because you don't have that many, you know? So it's like a mix of basketball and chess, you know? Your moves have to be very, very calculated. And I think you do kind of ease up a little bit just because of the natural instinct to, to, to put your foot on the gas so much. So I think if you switch things up a little bit, it might be, uh, it might be the best move as opposed to just being like over eager. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. For me, I wouldn't personally give less attention. I don't play the strategic games like that, but I think maybe get a little bit more creative and authentic in my approach would be it. Um, Sometimes you gotta let that text sit, marinate a little bit. You know what I mean? But you I don't. You have your phone in your hand. You got. Uh, I don't. I feel like that goes into manipulation, though. And I know, like, again, something I've said is that you gotta play the games with the games. But I don't. I don't want to be a part of the games. Like, what if I protest the game by not even? Walk out. Yeah, walk out. <laughs> walk like, out. you know walk what I'm saying? Court. I'll, I'll follow, walk out. Like, that's, that's like my protest. I'm not, I'm not with it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it to you. Like, it's a waste of time. Like, I think what Kurt said really stuck with me on the last pod. Like, we're doing too much. Like, we're doing too much. And it's not getting us any closer to where we need to be. So, we okay. got to protest. The real ones got to protest and play in a whole nother league. That's, on the that's Michael, my Michael, bro. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip yeah, side, right? I'm so, <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> on the flip side, on the flip side, right? So I like we've been having these off, off these pre-pod discussions, right? I, I mentioned that I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod. I can't remember, but been watching a lot of Married at First Sight, and a lot of that is curiosity, and a lot of his research for this. But what I noticed in a previous season is that there was one particular couple where, you know, I felt they were evenly matched. Like nobody was more attractive than the other. Like they looked pretty, you know, calm. Right. But one of the, 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 the woman, she had been like, she had not been in a relationship for about 10 years. So she wasn't used to a lot of things. So her husband was just coming hot with the, you know, the, uh, the compliments and complimenting her every second. And he had to, he, like, he, he had to really hear like, yo, you're complimenting me too much from his, from his wife. And that I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, this is crazy. Women really could be like, you're complimenting me too much. So to me, if I heard that, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? So I think, every situation is different and you even if you go in with good intentions and you know you you're acting natural someone can hit you with the yo chill on the compliments like what so that may be a rare case but that's something that really made me like sit down and think about you know what i mean like have you guys heard of anything like that like that's that's nuts right what if what if you're the one that's like chilling the compliments? <laughs> I don't, but I don't think I could get to that point though. <laughs> talk to me normal. Talk to me normal. <laughs> Just talk to me normal. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, like, let's let's back up, right? So, I I do wonder about that, right? Because there are there are some people who that could be a lot, and it could be because they never receive that kind of. Attention uh, and it's affection. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a deep-rooted thing. And they feel seen. I'm also realizing a lot of people don't want to be seen. Like, in current stages or in their developing stages, like, they don't want it. They don't want the energy right now. They want a certain a certain space that you just have to figure out. Um, I can speak on that later I, if you want. 
Oh, go ahead. Later is now. Later is now. Continue your thought, man. Continue your thought. So, so I, I, I feel, I feel like if someone is saying like, "Can you chill on the compliments?" and I know personally, like I'm not doing it in abundance, then to me, I would be looking at how is this person detached. I would loosely start thinking about that and in what other ways is this person showing up like that? Because if you are saying something nice, not, I did see the episode though. It seemed like a bit, it seemed like a bit, I can see how you get scared. Because oh, um, it could just be like, if I'm on this pod and you're talking like, yo, like, like the chain, bro. Yo, that mic, that mic with the light, bro, is dope. Like <laughs> yeah, the black shirt. Yeah, I really I really dug the black shirt. The way you smile, man. Like I think that it could get like <laughs> you feel too seen, you know? Like it just feels like a little bit much. And I think you wanna be with compliments. It's like it's like money, right? Like you wanna spend wisely. You don't wanna just like usa, mm-hmm. like like you know. Take it like yes, compliments are effective, but like they're effective when they're authentic and they're real and people feel it. Not like oh, I gotta say a compliment here. It's not. It's not punctuation, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kurt, you had some. No, I, like, you touched on it. You touched on where I was gonna go with it. I think. Um, I think the term I like to use in my head is hyper visibility. So like, there's for some people you can kind of go from, and this is why I was saying it's deep, because you can kind of go from not getting a certain kind of attention or affection. And like, like Drew, the story you're telling me, it, it makes perfect sense to me. Like, I get it. Like, you haven't been in a relationship with like 10 years. So you're, you're not, and even into someone who's attractive, there's, that's still a distance of time, like, I don't know the whole story, but like, who knows what they, the, the, like the space of intimacy that this person has gotten to be in, you know, so you're going from kind of like, it's almost like a zero to 60 kind of thing. It's like, you're kind of like, yes, the compliments are coming. Maybe they're coming from a really great place. They're coming from a heartfelt place, but it's like, I go from kind of being invisible to like almost seeing too much. Like I go from like, being in my house for four months and then getting sunburned the next day, like the one time I got outside, it's just like, it's a lot. So it can be, I think you have to, in cases like that, you kind of have to work with where a person's at and it's, you may not, you, you may not always know, but I think people show signs and I think, but there's, it's, it's tricky because it's like people show signs of that and like ghosting, which is obviously not cool. Like, people show signs of that and not wanting to have honest conversations. Like, like, you know, like for someone, I think, I think that's a big thing. Like, in I guess maybe the courting stage and, you know, just like not wanting to be honest and vulnerable, like, and cause a lot of us are afraid of doing that too soon. So it's just like, like if you're single, but you're like interested in someone, you're kind of talking to them the feedback is a little low you're just kind of wondering like maybe one person's wondering like what's going on why is this person not communicating and the other person may they may have other options they may have other people that they're talking to but they're not willing to present that to the person to you know the other person of interest so it's just like um i think 
I think a kind of general all around the point I'm getting at is that I think we kind of have to a be honest about where we're at with things like where we where we are in terms of like how we can better show up for each other how we can better be shown up for um and also just like uh have those conversations like i think um a lot of us kind of just like maybe not us in this in this chat but like um a lot of us maybe like younger people like tend to kind of just create habits of like you know not responding not you know just not ever giving back not, not following up not providing enough transparency for the other party to understand like what's going on why are you distancing yourself why are you detaching yourself and i feel like contextualizing it yeah yeah i think detachment is like a really big thing that we're seeing right now because a lot of people just aren't showing up for those uncomfortable conversations sometimes so yeah Yeah, just um, I wanted to read like a quick quote from the the article that I dropped in. It's from Cosmopolitan. Um, it says it's common to rush into relationships in today's age. People get hurt quickly because there's always another option around the corner. People have these experiences on dating apps where they get excited and passionate, and then the other person moves on quite quickly within a month or two. So if you want to try to avoid that from happening, taking it slow might be the answer. If it's important to you to meet somebody with who there could be a potential long-term relationship, I think it can be quite good not to throw all your emotions in at once, even though it can be quite exciting at the start. I think that kind of perfectly sums up like a lot of what we've been saying. And this is, this is like a dating expert that's saying in this article. And, but like, why, I think my question is like, why are we so, why, why is it sometimes easier to do the opposite? Like why it it seems like it's kind of like an, an instinct to just go, just go crazy and just like, you know, especially if you really like somebody. I mean, my guess is that it comes from our need for like valuable connection and like, um, wanting to create that. I think, uh, and sometimes we can come in hot with that like you know and especially and it you know yeah it it comes back to all that we're saying especially if you find someone really attractive or like again not just physical attraction but you know like whether it's mental spiritual energetic whatever it is like if you really feel drawn to a person you're just like uh i just want to pour all my love out and there's there's value to it i think it's just that uh how much is too much i guess and then on the opposite end how little is too little like how slow is too slow how fast is too fast you know i wonder if we could have discussions and conversations when we see the energies that match and really say like yo is this like too much um and then like what does feel appropriate for this space for you to show up like i just i just feel like there's relationships and talking courting is a lot of intricacies and getting to know a whole person a whole person um and if we could kind of meet them where they're at to go to where we want to be i think that can help and even asking that question shows care 
like even asking something like how can I show care for you today or how can I show up for you because I think the the issue is that we're guessing you know we're you know it's like you go to a mechanic shop and you're like I heard noise somewhere like you know they're gonna guess to figure out where it is but if you can um, identify specifically what's going on and have a open but comfortable conversation around it or uncomfortable conversation, I think we can get closer to where we need to be. And if they're capping, and when I say capping, lying, you feel like they're lying, you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. Or like, they can't open up around it. I think that's some data that I would look at to maybe like take a few steps back um, because you want someone who can show up to you when you're showing up honestly. Thoughts? I think uh, I think it's really important to know how the person is feeling when you kind of get that that drop off of of communication, of care, and just straight up like attention in general. I think um, I think I've definitely gone through situations in the past where I feel like I'm, I was giving a lot more than the other person was, and I would. I was I was being bold and just being like, yo, like what's up? And then like they were probably just like, yo, I'm not I'm not feeling it. So I think instead of just kind of letting things Wait, drag on and like just like that though, like nah. It took time done. though. Like it took time for me, for them to be like, yo, like after just not just ignoring me for like maybe two days or three days or whatever the time frame was, she was just like, yo, like I'm not I'm not feeling you like that. Just like, wow. Okay. I'd rather you but tell me that than just is be it, like, is it butter though? Like, thank, like, thank you for everything you've done. Or like, I like, this is yeah, okay. it's, it's tough. It's tough initially, but I, I, I'm the type of person I enjoy honesty more than anything. So if you're dodging me for three days and I'm wondering like, did I do something wrong? But you come out and tell me like, yo, like I'm not, not feeling you like that after whatever dates, a couple dates, I'm fine with that. Like, not like we got married and now you have to divorce me. Like, it's not that big a deal. And I think we put too much emphasis on that. Like, it's really not that serious. Question though, I got the questions. <laughs> is it, is it, uh, so like in that, in that, that same situation, right? Is it your responsibility to do the temperature check? Like, if you feel like you get the drop off for like three days, it's like, all right, it's quiet. I'm not getting any drop off. Yeah. So it's just like the name of the pod, the drop off. Is the ball then in in your hands to like say, hey, you know, what's going on? Or should you maybe not like passively, but more so just like, what's the benefit to that rather than saying, yo, if this person wants to hit me up, they'll hit me up. And just to also add to that question, because I was kind of access, like when you want to show up in that kind of arena, does it always need words around it? Or can we take it for what it is and understanding like, yo, it's a drop off, like it wasn't there. without yeah. without yeah, without having to like show up with words because I don't know, maybe the person hasn't shown up 
enough for you. So why go out of your way to like create words and articulate what's what's happening? Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't I don't think you should force anything, but I think if there's a noticeable drop off and after the point of both parties giving an equal amount of attention and then all of a sudden you wake up and like you shoot the good morning text and then you don't get an answer until like 9 p.m the next day like i think that's a red flag good morning text we doing that we doing that wait what you doing that we doing the good morning i like that i'm just (laughs) wait no good morning text that's over that's how that's how we doing it. That's how we run it. <laughs> All right. Good night, good morning. I like that. I like good that. night, okay. good morning for sure, for sure. Okay, but okay, okay. Yeah, I, I to try to answer your question, like I think that you you definitely do the temperature check if and only if the drop off is pretty evident, like that. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting that energy. You're not getting especially i think if i think the the most amazing thing you can do is send the good morning text especially and and the good night text good morning more so because i feel like you know that's how you kind of set the tone um for the day but if you're not getting that returned and especially if it's on red or like the person's out like you know living their best life on social media and they're just ignoring your text that's when you could be like okay like what what's going on here they're having a good morning all right <laughs> <laughs> You've been dropped off. (laughs) 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 That should be an infomercial. Like your text messages haven't been. (laughs) Welcome to the drop off. (laughs) Looks like you're getting amazing. (laughs) That might be a service actually for for women who want to get rid of men that they don't like. (laughs) You get the drop off app. You get the redirect like. He's gonna go. <laughs> oh my god! Chopped off. <laughs> oh snap! Like you just have like an like you have like an agent intervene and then like they they text the person for you. They just do the dirty work for you. Hello, welcome to the drop off. <laughs> what would you like to do from here? Would you like to unfollow her? Would you like, to... <laughs> like yo. if there's a person designated to do all those things for you and you don't have to do it? That's amazing. Yeah, we need but, that. It's automated. That's, that's probably it's the automated drop off. Can you can you define a drop off though for people? Because there can be a thin line, right? Like there are people who argue like hey like my phone is my phone like i don't want to feel obligated or too routine to texting or giving someone attention if we're not in a serious space um and there's others that's like hey show up for me in this courting space so i can see that you're the real deal so explain the drop off in your eyes all right i guess the, it's subjective to every situation but i think uh I think some base things is just like if at some point there was a there was an equal energy exchange and then that suddenly without warning drops off (laughs) 
that's the drop off. That might be the drop off. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I, don't know. I think, um, no, well, I think, I think first things first is that no, nothing is old, right? Like, we always say this, like, we're not entitled to a response, we're not entitled to any of these things. However, I think, um, if, if something seems very, if something, I'm not even gonna say seems, like, is very mutual, and then, and then you real, and then maybe not even a realization. I think it's just like you just know that you're being ignored. And I think sometimes it's it's an energetic thing, you know, or and maybe yeah, there's just like no that energy kind of like dwindles. Um, this is it. Well, there's probably differences between dwindle and just like a straight drop off, because like things can kind of just dwindle down and that's just what happens. But like, I feel like the drop off is more sudden. Like, it's just like we went on a date and then you just never, you just never showed up again. Like, you know, I feel like that's a drop off. Like different. Is that, is it different than ghosting now? No, I think it's kind of the same concept. Okay. Is the drop off the pre ghost? (laughs) Is the drop off the pre ghost? No, the drop-off is 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 what signifies that you're being ghosted, or being ghosted is what signifies that there's a drop-off. They, they work hand in hand. They work in tandem. You gotta stop paying this man. <laughs> y'all, y'all better, y'all better stop Yo, playing, my way, man. I don't know what I'm talking about, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I better stop playing. He said, "I see words like." Hyper visibility in my head. I was like, "Yo, I don't know what I'm talking about." That's a that's a yeah. SAT word. Yeah, y'all better stop paying. Yo, chill the question. You know, you ask for salary. Yo, like, yo, I don't know what um, I'm talking about. <laughs> Mike down, Mike down. Doctor, aging. Going in the going the bunker. It's going the bunker. Um, yeah, I mean the drop off is real. I think the drop off though, there are signs that. Are there signs that a drop off can be happening though? Like that, it, like, like, yeah. dang, like I might get dropped off. Like, mm. I shouldn't have said that joke. I shouldn't have texted up, texted. <laughs> I'm in drop off territory. You be scared to text. You be scared to text. Oh god. Oh man, I think I think so. I, I I think they're more subtle than we really realize because we're kind of like in the moment of it. But I think if you really pay attention, you see the symptoms of a drop off coming. Is I it think, intentional though? Uh, I think so. I think so because I think I think a woman in the case of in this situation, I think a woman already knows when she's gonna drop off. I think there's a moment in which when she comes to that point where she's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, and I think they ease into it. Yeah. They're the bus driver and they just like, yo, we can't go no further. They, they open the back door for you. You can't even get out through the front. (laughs) You gotta go to the back. (laughs) So I don't, I don't, I can't pinpoint the exact like moments in which there's leading up to a drop off, but I think if you notice a switch in energy a couple of times here and there, and I think you just have to be aware. of the drop off, potential drop yeah. off coming potential up. Potential drop off. 
but I think it goes back to what you asked Andre about like um like having the language like if it if it should be addressed and I feel like uh for some of us like yeah we really need the closure I feel like we we kind of seek closure in some ways like I feel like maybe maybe in not every situation you need to like follow up and be like hey did you whatever but like i think in some situations at least where it feels like well maybe this thing kind of started off with with a little steam um why was there you know just like is there something i did you know i think it's i think we kind of naturally maybe not all of us but some of us naturally look for some kind of closure and i think it kind of I think it can provide understanding because it's like maybe this situation can't be fixed. It's a drop off. It's a permanent drop off. I'm home. But like (laughs) maybe for the next situation, I have more information on how to move, how to like properly prepare. So like, you know, I can just be more aware of my own habits, but it's also good for the other person to offer some accountability to which you won't always get. But I mean, like, it could be a nice thing. Question then, right? Like, can you get can you get repicked back up after getting dropped off? Like, can you, you know what I mean? Like, can someone go back to the post office and go through that drop box and say, "Man, you know what? I shouldn't have dropped that off. It's too soon." No. <laughs> no, I don't think so, man. I don't think it's ever the same after that. I think um once once that decision is made, that means there was a careful case study of why that that drop off was was made. So once once you kind of go through that that case study, you start to just look at all the things that are a turn off. And that's where kind of it comes from, right? Being turned off. So those things don't change. I mean, you can decide to live with those things if you're the person looking at the situation. But in most cases, early on dating, you're not looking at like, oh, can I live with this long term? You know, it's more so of this is annoying right now. So I don't I don't think I think once you get dropped off, that's it. I think it's it's full blown drop off i don't i don't think you one can come back from it i think in some situations too like maybe it won't be as extreme maybe it won't be like a excommunicated all the time although that happens a lot i think i think though it's information so like if you got if there was a drop off and let's say there was a confirm there's a conversation about it and there was like a there was a slight change i i still think there's still a boundary over for like whatever happened that caused that drop off it's like that's still that's still the zone that's the no flex zone you can't go there anymore so there's still at least a partial drop off from you know whatever zone you were trying to trying to enter that was violated that's that's still that's still kind of gone yeah i don't um i don't think i've ever known everybody to come back from a drop off but if you guys know we can have them on the pod and do a little cross-examination like yo how'd you come back from the drop off bro (laughs) i don't know i don't know 
what if it's like the person who dropped you off comes back around and be like, yo, wait a minute. I feel like I left something here. Uh, I feel like you left something. <laughs> so, yeah, they just come back around. Maybe so, you, yeah. Go ahead, Drew. I was going to say maybe you, if you live in like Wisconsin and there's like one person that <laughs> like, no. oh, like this is by like this potentially my soulmate. But I think if you're in a big city, it's less likely to happen. I, I I think it can happen, even in a big city. I think though, like what we really need though is honesty, right? So to be able to say like, hey, like at that time I wasn't in the space or I didn't see you like that, and I went on some dates and I realized that you were actually like a lot better than I was thinking. Now, the advantage is in the other person's hands to say like, Hey, like, I don't want to be a second round pickup. Like I need my value back then. That ship has sailed. You can, you have that right. No one wants to feel like a secondary option, but like maybe you still do have a connection with that person. Maybe it was. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good point that you just raised. Like it's not just the, the dropper, it's the droppy. Right. So you have that, uh, you're tarnished after that, you know, you're the drop E and you get dropped off. It's just like, that's traumatizing. Do you even want to go back to that? Yeah. If the person is willing to come back and pick you up again, you want to be picked up again? Well, it brings a level of uncertainty for sure. Like you're in your head. It's ready registered that like this person is capable of dropping me off. No one wants to feel like that. Right. Like you want to feel secure for the most part, but ultimately really in the dating courting game, like it's not promised. So like, yes, there are better ways we should be going about it. Um, you know, speaking straightforward, um, you know, like figuring out ways to really articulate what you're feeling to the person out of respect, if they're showing up for you the, the way that you desire. Um, but I do think that we do live in a world where like you can come back around and two people could put their egos down and be like, yo, you know what? Like I did feel a connection and you know, I am glad that it came around to realize. And for that person to drop her off, like they have to like show a little bit more now because the dropee is like, well, like I don't want to feel like you're going to drop me off again. Like I, like that's when it gets into block territory, unfollow territory, delete number territory. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's possible. Connection is hard. Like I, I don't think we really, we don't really put a lot of emphasis on that. Like true divine connection is not an easy thing to find. Like you think about like it, it in like friendships, like real people that you connect with that you share ethics with that you can count on and looking for that in a partner that you're attracted to like all the values that you want like if you want to have kids like person that could be your mother like all these things like it's not a very easy science so if you do find it you got to hold on to that it's a very very sacred thing and there's people who search their whole lives for it so damn dre preaching the gospel yeah <laughs> 28. 28, y'all. Getting different. Okay. <laughs> so there's this other article. I don't want to 
you know, read a bunch of stuff, but there's this one paragraph and uh, this, I, I kind of read this. I think it's like a, uh, a college uh, site or whatever, or, or like a, a journal or whatever it's called uh, psychologic psychology today. And <clears throat> this particular paragraph is interesting to me because it talks about the pet, like how things can go wrong from like not taking your time. Right. Um, and I'll just read an excerpt from it. So it says close relationship researchers have known for years that couples who cohabitate before marriage, basically, you know, living together before marriage are more likely to divorce or if they remain together, experiment poor marital quality. The cohabitation effect as it's called, occurs because many people who live together before getting engaged slide into marriage through a process of inertia. Rather than going through the process of critically evaluating whether the relationship is right for them, they make the decision to marry out of factors such as convenience, economics, or the sex. So I didn't know that. Like, that's new to me. But I could see how giving too much energy early on, like moving in, um, which we could talk about really quickly, um, before marriage, I could see how that could kind of, it could be a double-edged sword. And for me, like if I choose to move in with my partner, I need, I, like marriage should probably be the close, a close following event. Now, to to see to to read that information from the article was a little shocking to me because I always figured like okay you move in you kind of figure out like the person if you know their tendencies you you get the morning breath right you get all the how they normally are without the facade so to hear that like most couples don't even make it past that it's a little crazy to me because I'm I'm figuring like that's how you 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 get a you get accustomed to to your person now what do you how do you guys feel about that is that too much energy in the beginning like with the disclaimer button uh, um yeah i've actually heard that um before um, and I think it all depends on the intent. Like what, what's, what's, what's the couple's intent on moving in? And so those reasons that you listed, like whether it's like convenience or economic convenience, um, those things do matter because I mean, people say like marriage is a business at the end of the day, which, um, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but, um, you know, uh, I think I think it it can be a lot soon, especially if it's like I think if you've had maybe more of a, a longer relationship and you decide to move in together, I don't know what the the numbers are on that, but it makes more sense to me than just trying to like move in too soon because I feel like it's like it can be a little bit intrusive on someone's space and i feel like both parties are have have to be 
not just physically willing to share that space, but all that comes with it. So like, just because you have access to me physically, doesn't necessarily mean like you have access to all parts of me just yet. And so stuff like that takes time to build. So I feel like um, if it's not really based on, if it's not based on connection first, it'll probably crash and burn whether it whether that's whether that's moving in or not you know i think just any any kind of relationship that's not based on connection first will will ultimately unless y'all decide like yo we're only in it for like say y'all have kids together like yo we're only in it for our kids or like we're only in it for this reason like and i think unless you're trying to maintain connection um it may it may not work but i think um there's also a process and a time that comes with maintaining a connection so i feel like maybe it's not necessarily about carving out a timeline about like when is the right time to move in uh in terms of like are you six months in are you a year in? are you two years in but more so just like how deep is the connection that we've built and can we build a home on that um and like can we maintain this home um <laughs> so yeah i think those are my thoughts those are my two cents all right um can we build a home can we build a home on this we got money for the mortgage though like wow um i wait let me just give that a second like i was just Sometimes you gotta let it breathe. Yeah, you got you gotta let it breathe. I mean, I I think it makes sense. And when I when I first heard you say it true, I thought about like I'm gonna make up a word like the hyper data that is being processed. So like, I think when you're dating and you're doing your thing, living in your own separate space, you may not see everything as much as you are when you're living with someone. Um, I think that some things would be accounted for like hey like maybe this isn't someone who's emotionally available who can show up to me every day and i'm i can see that based off of our living situation um maybe they can't pay bills maybe like that's like a real a real test you know um but you also have to evaluate that risk before doing so because some some relationships aren't ready for that yet as just as bad as they want it to to be in the same space convenient like they're not ready for that yet and i don't know like two couples can figure out when that can work for them or adjust while they're with each other but i could see why it makes sense just based off of like data um but i don't think it should um influence people not to live with one another i think if there's anything that the pandemic is teaching us, it's like, if you were to be quarantined for a year or two, you probably would want to do that and be building um, habits with your partner. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you want your own space, but yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, but I guess how does that correlate with people? Like there's more data that also shows that couples have broken up and like divorced more in quarantine. 
yeah, but I, I think that there's this idea of like being alone or being lonely or being like, you know, like, like there's only so much you can do if you're quarantined by yourself where you do want social interaction. That's not Zoom. That's not a phone call. That feels physical. That feels safe. Um, yes, there is data that certainly does show that it has not been working out. But I feel like those spaces were maybe things that were already there. And the day, when the data speeds up, now it's just like, oh, you have to confront. wait. Yeah, I have to confront it. There's a lot of things. Like, people have not been seeing themselves for a while until you're forced to be home and you're forced to realize, like, oh, wait, like, who am I without all these fancy things, without going to brunches, without without my friend circle, who am I? Like, can I charge myself up? What have I been ignoring? So I think it works both ways, but I understand why it makes sense with the amount of data that can be processed. I mean, even as an individual, just spending a lot of time with yourself, like two weeks by yourself, you'd be overthinking, overloading, like there's so much that would be processed. So yeah. But what, what's the worst situation, though? I mean, is it being in quarantine by yourself or being in quarantine in a relationship that you feel like is strenuous? Uh, probably second. Um, I, I live on my own. Um, I'd rather have the peace. Um, yeah, I'd rather have the peace. I think I don't want to have to continue thinking about something all day while the world is on fire like it's just too much stress so for me that's what i would choose a strenuous relationship it's like hey like maybe i can't meet your needs let's just keep it a buck i want you to be happy this is a pandemic let's figure out what we need to do and let's see if it makes sense maybe it doesn't you know maybe our paths are going different routes but that's really being honest and showing up to the space and respect. A lot of people are not doing that. And I hope in relationships there's more of a security of a security and need to do that. Like, because you care about your partner, like courting dating, like, I don't know. I don't know what the stats are on the drop-offs, but I know there's a whole lot of drop-offs happening. Um, and I hope those people who get dropped off, get picked up by themselves and get picked up by the people that desire them. I hope so too, Dre. I hope so too. Drop off. The drop off. Can you get dropped off in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Definitely. Like the energy I, just slows down in a relationship. I remember, I remember I had like a mutual drop off one time. Like, like one of my exes, like she, I think it was like around Valentine's day and uh, we had both wrote each other cards and um, I read her card first. Like she read it to me and you know how you sign like sincerely or like love or like da 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 da. 
she said that she didn't know like what to sign. Like she didn't know if she could put like love such and such or like what. And I did the same thing. I was just like yours truly or like, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't from. put the from exactly. I think I put from. <laughs> so <laughs> we both Dro- dropped, dropped each off. other off <laughs> simultaneously and you know. Dropped off by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a mutual drop off and you know, I, that that's when we had that serious discussion like this ain't gonna work <laughs> thanks to hallmark like <laughs> we dropped each other off so yeah, i think yeah yeah I, especially i think it's tougher when it's not mutual um yeah but when it is i think it's when and that's rare like that's not something that happens all the time but yeah there's there's always you can definitely get dropped off in a relationship for sure well, that's where you have to address it. Like, I feel like <laughs> you can only keep that elephant in the room for so long. Like, you definitely got to talk about it. Yeah, and you start, if you if you, you start pulling for things, like, there's that elephant over there, but there's also that lion, and then there's that, you know, <laughs> that whole corpus, zoo in the I crib. don't know, the whole zoo in the crib. <laughs> and then, you know... Yeah, it, it gets to that point, man. I, and I think that when it does, you just have to start letting the animals out the cages and, you know, just getting to it because it's before you know it, you're going to get eaten. And then what's left? So, futuristic idea. This is kind of a jump. But, like, let's say, and I've heard about this in, like, you know, weird celebrity culture, but, like, um, could you be married to someone and live separately from them? Yo, I actually like think about having separate beds. I think that could be a wave. Cause I just like my bed so much. <laughs> I'm about to walk separate. off. <laughs> Stand in solidarity. <laughs> I'm walking off. <laughs> Dre has cut off his screen. <laughs> He's gone. Dre has left the chat. <laughs> No, for real. I think I think I think some sort of uh you know solo essence can be can be pushed into that, whether that's you know, a separate bed, for example, or a room in which you can just go into and it's just yours. I think that's really necessary. No, nah, I don't wow. know. A, se- a separate a separate crib could be that's crazy. That's crazy. Separate bed? Like in a, in a relationship, like I think some of the best things are like the cuddling, all that. So like mm-hmm. separate bed, like <laughs> yo. Sometimes you just need a really good sleep, and someone like clinging on to you is just not not the wave. <laughs> it's like getting like the, the, <laughs> the, the, you know what I'm talking but, about. <laughs> but but no, it's like it's like getting like a package from cable and being like, yo, I don't want Wi-Fi. Like no internet, like that's that's the main thing, bro. Like we don't need yeah. the phone, we don't, you know. What I mean, we don't need cable, but we gotta have Wi-Fi. Like I don't think give me internet, like really. I, it's still Wi-Fi. You just may not be getting like the hotspot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no hotspot option. Wi-Fi, yes. No hotspot. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you can live without it. <laughs> But wouldn't you say it's like 
we talked about last week, like the close on Sunday idea. Wouldn't you say like, <laughs> would you say it's like, yo, we're here, like our communication is the Wi-Fi. If we take a day off, that's like, you know, we're, we got no Wi-Fi for a day. Damn, my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi went out earlier when I was working and it was very annoying. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, as much as I'm joking about it, I think that um, I think that you do need uh, you do need a little bit of space, but you know, ultimately, it's enough to recharge to come back. So that's why I think like if you get in, you get to the point where you're living together, and you got to have the understanding of like you can't be like in the same room room with me twenty four seven. Like that's really? just not it, nah, man. You gotta go watch TV in the living room. I'm gonna be in the bed watching but, NBA. So, like, not every. But, but, but all right. But what if their needs is to be like they want to sleep in the same bed with you? Like, what if that's important enough? How do you meet them in the middle with that? Oh, of course. I mean, I'm I'm just joking about the bed thing, but yeah, I, I, I if you're if you're if one of your needs is is to be like attached at the hip like you probably that's no need a joke, little bit of help, bells, bit yeah, of help. No joke. <laughs> don't joke about the beds anything but the beds <laughs> i was i was worried man i say it with the chats i try to, i'd be trying to clean you up and you know like you just you know sometimes the air force winds look better a little dirty i mean it's okay <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of dirt I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you like sit with with the pod. So you can, <laughs> sit with the pod. Yo, yo, Dre, go back to episode two and uh, yeah, yeah, cut the whole second half. Like, I just, nah, bro, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. These, I hear these, that. This is all honest conversation. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. But you know, even Dame got injured. You know what I mean? The fourth one is a fun, but. <laughs> You know, when the Lakers come okay. back, <laughs> yeah, the Lakers come back, ain't no joke. You know, it, it's 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 like LeBron was doing. You know, like you don't want none of that. Um, but all right, so I get that, right? Like there isn't a need for space, and I think again, it boils down to communication of saying things like, "Hey, like, like in an instance, like, hey, I might want to do work," and to me, it could be distracting if like. I understand and I don't know, you have to really figure out the words and be really respectful. But I think there are ways where you can get it. But also like understanding your partner too, or the person you're courting. Like someone could just like a lot more attention than you can give. But being honest about that as much as you can, in my instances, it doesn't really work out. Like I'll hear, yeah, like of course, like yeah, that's fine with me. And then down the line, it's like it's not fine with you. Yeah, it's not like that. Close on Sundays, you know, like nah, I'm not. I think I need I, you to I, open up. <laughs> yeah, I need you. I need to be opened up on Sundays, especially. Well, I think <laughs> extra, I think hour. I guess, <laughs> extra hours, VIP baby. Listen, it's like it's like Chick Chick Fil A's closed on Sundays, and there's a lot of times I was in the city and I wanted to get Chick Fil A on a Sunday, and it was it was just like, damn, why are you close? You can't be just open for like two hours. You know, a compromise, a compromise. I, I think that's the most important thing. Right. I agree. I do think that there are ways that maybe you can just make it work for all parties. It's like, hey, I, 
I'm still available, but like I'm lo-fi. Like just know that I'm not going to be as attentive. But just communicating that like reassures a bit than just doing it because it's you and it's your phone. You want to do what you want. Like you're still in service to degree to this partnership. And See, that's the, that's the thing, man. Like I feel like we're because we're so connected, like we see a little bit of a drop off in communication and it's like the end of the world where it's like mm. my dad's not texting my mom all day. Like <laughs> they, they never text. Mm. So, <laughs> but when they're home, like they're, they'll watch a movie together or, you know, they'll, uh, I don't know, clean a room together or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Spending some sort of time together, but not all day. You got to have some space. Mm. I don't have to text you all day or, or, or FaceTime you every three hours, like, not it. Mm. It's a compromise. It's true. I feel that. But yeah. that they're married though, so it's like maybe like a longer, you know what I mean? Longer sense of security. You say? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's a whole discussion in and of itself. The sense of security, like, I feel like is not there. You know what I mean? And I think if there's reason for you, for you not to feel that way for sure. But if both people, if both parties are being loyal and respectful, there's no reason why like there should be, there should be, this should be a space of communication in which both parties are, are comfortable. And I don't think that's hard to come to. I agree. Do we do we embrace conversation about tempo, about like pace? Yeah, like yeah, concluding yeah, concluding pod, like thinking about how do we how do how do we figure out the pace? Like ultimately, how do we show up? I think uh, I think conversations do help. I think it's not always going to be black and white, like you know like so obvious on like every single detail but i think i think when you have conversation it can reframe your expectations because it's like we have expectations built on like here's how much engagement we want here's how much quality time we need here's how much communication we need here's how here's the frequency so like we can have our our image of that and then meet someone who's who's uh whose framing of that is totally different. It's just like, like they could just be like, well, I don't really feel like I need to text someone all day, every day for them to know that I'm, I'm invested. And, you know, I, it's different for everyone. So I think a conversation can, can like kind of center the expectations more on something more solid. It can kind of ground it a bit. Like um, if you meet someone where you have those differences, you at least are more aware of it than just expecting what they don't what they don't have the capacity to give and i think i think it's so important like i saw i saw something a few months back like i don't know if it was like a quote or like one of those i saw it on instagram it was just like just because you have time doesn't necessarily mean you have capacity like just because someone might be you might ask me for a favor and i may be available to do it but do I have the actually the actual capacity to provide? I think that's that's different than me just having time because it means that 
every everything is entitled to my time just because it's available and i think that's not necessarily the case and i think so we have to um understand that we have our own capacities and everyone else has the capacity of which they can give and show up and i think having better expectations better better conversation about what that what those are can ground our expectations a bit and then we can kind of get a sense of like what the pace is, how fast to go, how slow to go, what what to really get from this space, like what to really, uh, I don't know, just how to best effectively move with what we have. And so we'll know if there's a drop off because, you know, there's these, exp- because based on what we built, like at least on our, on our transparency level, like I know that this, if you drop off it, you know, there, there must be something up. So like, you're just more aware of the details when you have more information. So I think, uh, I think conversations can help um, to guide us to like, how to pace things. Yeah, I, I think, I think we have that advantage over um, just anyone who's not communicating is definitely tougher because you don't really know what your significant other is thinking. So when you have that ability to kind of gauge like, Hey, uh, this I'm doing, I'm doing this and you don't like it. And that's completely changed how you, how you feel. And like, we're looking at each other completely crazy. But when you have that emotional bandwidth to be like, yo, like I, what's wrong? you know what I mean? And kind of tap in and, and be present. I, I think whenever you have, whenever that should be the instinct. So I think whenever you're able to tap into that, you got to tap in fully and just go all in. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's relationships like uh, courting, Let's back it up. I'm talking about relationship, courting, uh, <laughs> dating, talking, marriage, <laughs> right? Got it. Got to rewind. Um, it's it's a it's a science, and you have to experiment, see what's working, what's not, and look at the data of what's working, what's not. But in some rare ideal situations, you will get the upfront of like, yo, like when someone's really showing up they really lay it out for you like openly and honestly like hey like i this is what my schedule looks like i'm opening up i can't show up to this i can't show up to that mm-hmm. and let me know if that's fine with you what and what what are your expectations of the space so that they're clear and they can be tweaked it's not rules it's like just so that expectations are managed and it's not like yo, like, I texted you good morning, you took, like, 20 minutes, like, what's good? Like, you know, like, you're able just to be at ease knowing the context. So I, I think a lot of times that things aren't contextualized, and that's just, just I think that's going to be my 2020, 21 word. Like, we just assume people know or we assume someone's going to ask, but we need to contextualize things just a bit more. And I know, like, we're all about, like, it's not your business, da, da, da. but it kind of is like when you are serious about courting someone or like showing that you care, like care looks like 
hey, like, I want this, this space to sustain. So this is what's going to be going up, going on with me. And I'll meet you this much. Um, I think that's a start. Like, if you're not going to over-communicate, contextualize the experience so that things can sustain. And if it's something's not working, say it. Like, you know, like, make room for check-ins, make room for uncomfortable conversations, make room for growth. And I think it'll yield sustainability. My name is Donja Green, and I'm running for president 2021, y'all. Thank you. That's how we got to end this. There's yeah. nothing else to say. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Peace.